All right. Yo. Uh, another episode. Yeah, folks. Welcome to the High and Dry Podcast with your co-hosts, Oshin and D. Derek McGarrigal. Yep. Derek, can I ask you a question? Uh, yeah, go on. What's my second name? Talent. Oh, got it in one. That's why he missed the big box. That's right, Derek. My name's Oshin Hanlon. Oh, my God, is it ever. <laughs> How are you doing, man? I haven't seen you in fucking. I know it's been a while. I know. Yeah, it's been a it's been a while. You were you were whatever. Yeah, it's been a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff going on uh, in the news and uh, what have you. Yeah. A lot of events. And I know you're you're particularly sad at the moment, aren't you? You're like you're heartbroken. I think I can see it in your eyes. Maybe that's always you're always a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I am was a little bit heartbroken. Yeah. Uh, Do you want you... to talk about it? We don't have to say because I know you're really sad about what happened last week. Are you are you talking about the the ending of uh, your favorite show? Yes, the James Corden Tonight is that what the show's called? The James Corden <laughs> Fatty McGee dancing, fucking singing in the shower, sweaty, bold. insincere <laughs> shadow of a human. Yeah, show. Uh, yeah, Wait. which I love. And you love James Corden. What? Look, anything's possible, and that's what we learned. And who proves that more than James Corden? <laughs> who proves that anything's possible more than James Corden and Donald Trump? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say. Do we want to say the worst talk show host of all time? Like, I believe that. Like, it's incredible how bad he is at, at, at doing <laughs> being a talk show host. Although, actually, but I mean, he was was he the biggest? So James Corden, no, to get were, everyone up to well, up to speed. It's well, so it's it's difficult because so James Corden, the show that he was on was not very popular, and so the ratings weren't good. Yeah. But clips of him singing with celebrities would get like a billion views. <laughs> so in a way, he was really popular. But then the show, yeah. not so much. Yeah, he got so many views. Uh, uh, <laughs> Androgynous Korean pop stars were worried about him. <laughs> a eunuch, Korean eunuch uh, musicians yeah. were uh, were intimidated by James Corden. You go to the the dungeon in the the basement of the record label they work for, and you know they were they were getting flogged extra hard for like. Why can't you like, do what this chubby <laughs> English fucker can do? We yeah, we better be careful uh, taking on the uh, the Korean okay. boy band stand. Oh yes, the K-pop stand because they are scarier than ISIS. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, will yeah. fucking destroy you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we could do a scene right now where if, if you're not watching it, you could be on a podcast. We'd be like, hey, yeah, throw us K-pop. Hey, who are you? Like, no! Help! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No! <laughs> and then we come back in. K-pop yeah. is the finest form of music that has ever been created. Bach but- and Mozart would be jealous themselves there's a bunch of teenage girls in the background with machetes being like making us read the statements <laughs> please <laughs> yeah um, yeah James Corden as you would say the best to ever do it has uh, left his show just it does look like, but here's I understand I don't know if he got fired or if he left for greener pastures and I don't know which is well the second one's more horrifying like Greener pastures yeah. recording. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear. I don't want to see what phase three is of his, you know, master plan. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see him fucking uh, get nominated for an Oscar by Darren Aronofsky. Oh or my some god. Shit. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Uh, he probably just wants to do more musicals and stuff like that, which I guess is fine because I don't care about those. So, well, let's, if he wants to make more cats. Well, like, firstly, it is odd that me and you're always talking about this uh, American stuff because I don't, first, I don't know who listens to our show, but but uh, it is funny because we're very aware of it. 
But like he, yeah, so James Corden was his network. So if you're on a network late night talk show, as far as I can tell, everything else is greener pastures. Like at the moment, like. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, you know. Him, him just focusing on a YouTube show or a TikTok show would be better than fucking a late night spot on yeah, NBC. Yeah, yeah, no. Like. If, you're, if you're part of the, the band on the Titanic, you really want to get into a new band. You know, <laughs> you want to explore touring or something. You want to get off this ship. Yeah. <laughs> like, Even if you're like, I want to get off the Titanic, they're like, we'll make you lead cellist. Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be the biggest guy on the Titanic, but it's still going down. Yeah. You know? I'll let you touch the double bass. <laughs> I want to touch it, but it doesn't matter because I'll be in ice cold water on a, on a, on a door. Yeah, no, he's definitely, he's the, and he's more than anyone, I think, when people talk about the end of late night, they will have his stupid ass face will be what you think of, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, because, and he'll, yeah, because, I mean, there's, you know, and it's, it's unfair to the other guys because, you know, I mean, Stephen Colbert is not doing great, but he was great, you know? Yes. And then it just, you know. Yeah, so like, look, us. yeah, like, look who we have in America, right? So the talk show used to be this legendary Mount Olympus Johnny Carson, then no one else did it except for Parr. You love Parr, don't you? <laughs> Jack Parr. Jack yes. Parr. That was you know that was your Johnny Carson. <laughs> <laughs> well, who was the guy who was like the guy who was like the intellectual Johnny Carson? What was his thing like? Uh, the intellectual. Okay, so what, yeah, the person before Johnny Carson. No, he was like there was another because there was a couple. It wasn't just Johnny Carson. There was a couple oh, okay. other shows like he was the big one. Uh, but there was a guy who was sort of like he was okay. smart and that was his kind of thing. And yeah. he'd have on like he'd have on you know writers and stuff yeah yeah so like like, here's so uh yeah so like and of course we can't forget i mean with what was the what was the show where william f buckley was like listen here you queer you call me crypto nazi again i'll sock you in your goddamn face and you'll stay plastered (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what talk show that but obviously it's never the magic has never been really recaptured (laughs) and for video he did like this he had that I don't know what he was doing with his ear. But, but was who like, was this? This wasn't William F. Buckley. This was... This was... This was, I, this was on the William F. Buckley show. I think it was called like Crossfire. It was, really, it was Gore Vidal. I think William F. Buckley. So Gore Vidal was said what you just said. No, William F. Buckley. So Gore Vidal... So this is your William F. Buckley impression. Yeah. Do it again. Do it again. Hold on. Let me turn you off. I'm thinking of the right guy. Okay? Yeah, like, again. yeah, he's got that so, mid-Atlantic so, sort of like... Here is Derek McGarrigal's... <laughs> Possibly. I've been practicing this. This <laughs> is Derek McGarrigal. Derek, Derek's been trying to get his impressions up, so he's going to start with his William F. Buckley impression. Now listen here, you queer. You call me a crypto-Nazi again, and I'll sock you in your goddamn face, and you'll stay plastered. Hey, fantastic. That's fucking the fucking bee's I, knees. I, I, I kind of got into it more at the end. It started very like, yeah. uh, like Jimmy Cagney, old-timey gangster kind of thing. And then, Man. yeah. Once you're in the era, I'm fucking proud of you. I'm doing, I'm only doing impressions like Norm MacDonald would do. So people from like the 50s, <laughs> <laughs> 1969 is my cap when I was Oh, let's do your, your Frost v. Nixon today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, because I do love the talk shows. They are such an interesting thing. I don't know when they started, when the first ones, but think about it. It's like the, right after, especially after World War II, like, uh, and TV was coming up. Yeah, you started having Jack Parr. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's the Tonight Show. They started with TV, I think, as in they yeah. were on TV in the fifties in people's homes. Yeah, and, uh, a, a, yeah. Ma- a white man, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> in a suit. And Gay Byrne was obviously probably one of the first ones because he was like nineteen sixty. Yeah. So like, there was only six TVs in Ireland. And yeah, they were all showing Gay Byrne. <laughs> yeah, he had a hundred percent of the market. Gay Byrne. <laughs> but, and you've actually seen Gay. Have you seen old clips of Gay Byrne on the 
whatever the old Late Late Show like. Like he, when he was really yeah, he's young. incredible. Yeah, like yeah. he's actually he's he's such a good talk show host. Like yeah. and he's like the stuff he was doing. Like I know people always say about well, like he was being progressive, whatever. But it's like how good he was. He's like. When it was like he was like showing a condom on TV, like oh and it was yeah, like, yeah, and they were all like fainting Whoa. dead away. But he's like, he's like, now here it is. Here's a condom. It's like I know you're all very shocked, and it's like, and now look, I'm going to even open it, and there's the, and it's like, but this is attitude. This is unbelievable. Yeah, he was an, he was just and like this is an like incredible. The 60s. Sh- yeah. So he was like a provo- he was like he was Howard Stern. He was a provocateur. He <laughs> was, he Byrne was, was our Howard Stern. Yeah, except way more. Like, cause like yeah. Howard Stern was like, I'm gonna have a porn star on yeah. my show. Can you handle that in New York City? <laughs> like, yeah. like he was pretty much. Gay Byrne was pretty much in Saudi Arabia and being like. He had a woman driver on drive into the set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and doing it with this kind of like she had her in a he had a girl in a, go, a golf cart, a woman yeah, in yeah. a parka <laughs> come in. He's like, I know we're not supposed to let women drive, but here we go. Yeah, on national, yeah, like you said, hundred percent of people in Ireland on our fucking eroding rock was watching yeah. it, being like, oh, like literally, and there'd be a priest. He'd would have a priest right there, and he'd be like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah a priest. Is like, <laughs> I don't know why you're saying. He's like, like, yeah, what? What are you, you doing, Father? Yeah. Problem. I'm on TV, innit? Yeah. What, what are you gonna do? Come at me. Come at me. Come at me. Who's your daddy now? <laughs> yeah, like he opened up. This is crazy. He opens the condom and like all these women, like this is 60s Ireland, and they were all like faint. They're like fanning themselves, fainting. Yeah. And then he says, "Look in your hand." And there was a condom. They were fanning themselves with a condom. Now, in fairness, this may have actually been the 1980s. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, okay. but essentially the 60s. Like, mm. as in, this, you know, I think I think it early was, 80s. Yeah, like yeah, it was probably 80s. Like, but like it was still pretty controversial. You know, yeah, we were, we were a bit behind. Uh, yeah but see but like that's pretty yeah he was I have seen some clips with him I think was it him and Muhammad Ali or did he interview Muhammad Ali I think you might be thinking of Parkinson maybe I'm thinking of Parkinson or, but there definitely was an Irish person he definitely he might have yeah he might have interviewed Muhammad Ali but yeah. it was no I don't think it was but, but someone did some Irish person did and it was a really cool interview but but see this is it the talk show started and uh, yeah like you just you're in America you have these men in nice suits white men obviously and they're coiffed hair and they're smoking and like really fucking interesting shows like yeah and like uh, yeah you have uh, the person you're trying to think of so you have Jack Parr and then you had and Johnny Carson who was just so cool uh, I, I still I, you know it's funny when you see him he's like jeez uh, guy like he's amazing but who was the other guy you mentioned he was like was more sophisticated than Johnny Carson he was a smart Johnny Carson yeah I can't remember his name and it's not great uh, radio to bring someone up and then not remember her name and I know my phone with me yeah, so fuck uh, it fuck it yeah. but, but I know I know who you're talking about but so he yeah and there would be this other one he would have on crazy like people where it'd be like uh, yeah like a governor who's saying the n-word and then Martin Luther King is sitting beside him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, and that was the that was where you know there was no Twitter. That was where the dialogue was happening. But at least there was some order to it, you know. Yeah, you had Jim Jones, you had Malcolm X, you had Martin Luther King, and you had uh, these uh, Jim Crow people. And James Corden comes from that lineage. <laughs> James yeah. Corden would do that crowd. <laughs> James Corden's in a fucking car with Adele singing fucking running, running in the deep or whatever. Yeah. And and, like fucking Luke, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X are going at it to free their fellow man. <laughs> and James Corden is with a Korean pop star going, "Oh my god, you have a snake in your boot!" And he's like, Wah! He, "He doesn't even have Korean. He's, he's not. He's not that witty. Like it's like, <laughs> yeah. 
uh, yeah, so yeah, that's where all, you know, you know, we can't, yeah, there was, there was World War II and then there was the ascendancy of American culture uh, that dominated the world and now it's all over. And fittingly, it was an Englishman who came and fucking killed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you let the English back in America. And look, they'll and be- they took they'll you be, down. They took down your, one of your biggest um, uh, things. Well, this is the beginning. It's, it's all over now. Like, I don't think there's, you know, it's, well, it's, it's coincidental, the talk show, but you know. I think, you know, I mean, there'll be a Chinese talk show. That'll be great. There'll be a Chinese Johnny Carson. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, well, I, w- I won't do the impression with the Chinese Johnny Carson, but imagine it yourself, and it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know. See it in your um, mind? Yeah. We'll, we'll let you. Let's yeah. let them just imagine it in their mind. Yeah. <laughs> you racist piece <laughs> of shit. You racist fox. I can't believe it. The things you fucking people can We don't with. even want you to listen to us anymore. <laughs> Um, but what I was going to, but so you think James Corden is the last gasp of a dying breed? Yes, especially as like all the people doing it now are the worst to do it, and they're they're still leaving because they're like, I'm too good for this. Like imagine imagine being something that J- James Corden thinks he's too good for. Oh my god! Like Jesus! I nearly want to give our audience another couple of seconds to think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just digest. Imagine you're working in a restaurant and you bring something out and James Corden is like, I'm not eating it. <laughs> there we go. The fucking, that's the parable. That's fucking, yeah. It's the perfect parable to capture the essence of, of how fucking, you know, how empty James Corden is. And if, and if you were to ever think he's better than you, that's not good. Yeah. You tell a joke. Imagine going on that show and you tell a joke and James Corden is like, I think he can do better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. He's like, not funny. You're like, yikes. Yeah, man. Yeah, so James Gordon just... I don't even... See, I don't even know what's happening in those talk shows because they used to be good. Letterman was great. Love Letterman. Norman Norm was on or Conan. Conan's the king. All hail Conan. Conan was great, yeah. They're so underrated, you know? Oh, my God. And then, and then, so who did James Corden take over for? Craig Ferguson. Unbelievable. Well, obviously, the most underrated. Craig was just... Yes. He was just uh, uh, an unstoppable, like fountain of charisma and funny like he was just uh i'm trying to think of the word he was like an animal but in a good way an anvil he, uh, an, an animal oh. he was a force of nature that's what i was trying to think of he's go. a force of nature you know couldn't be contained other words a, a synonym with that phrase is uh, an animal that can't be stopped <laughs> i just wanted to be like there was something you know it wasn't you know he was just doing it. He wasn't yeah. thinking, you know? Oh, man. He'd rip up those notes and then he'd just be fucking going. He didn't even need those notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ferguson, uh, rip them up. And then, I, I and then do at the moment would be incredibly... I See, I still think it's hilarious, but incredibly inappropriate things to women. Oh, yes. But I think I actually think he could be on TV and still doing that because he is so that charming. Yeah, because it wasn't really appropriate... I mean, none of the other talk show hosts at that time, which was only 10 years ago, were just cracking on to all the guests. <laughs> like, but uh, Craig Ferguson made it work, you know? So I think what happens, so Craig Ferguson had this late, late show with Craig Ferguson before the fucking, in the before times, before Trump got elected, James Corden got the show, pandemic, all three of those, that's the evil triumvirate, Trump, coronavirus, and Corden. Yeah. Like, and when Ferguson, yeah, he would just, girls, amazingly gorgeous women would come on, and he would flirt the fucking shit out of them. And they were in love with, like, they, every woman wanted to fuck him. Yeah, yeah. Every woman. But he yeah. couldn't. Why not? <laughs> that's what I say. I don't think he fucked anyone. No, he was like married. I think he was happily married, you know, had kids and stuff. I don't, yeah, I don't think there was any stuff. I think it was, yeah, it was all just for fun, you know? I would have been off camera. Do it. <laughs> Bergen, do it for me. 
Well, oftentimes it's the it's the. Let's flurry. get him on the podcast. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. What, what's he doing? He's not doing anything. You come on. Do you yeah. know what he's doing? Coming on our podcast. Exactly. Yeah. He just doesn't know it yet. You're right there, Craig. <laughs> yeah. Craig, everyone, spread the word. I'm convinced I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm convinced I'm going to be able to get some of these people on. Like, just you know, I have this. I have this huge. I have this huge. Uh, 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 underestimation or whatever no one's doing anything you think people are busy fucking email them everyone has an email yeah <laughs> and, and, and they just have to zoom in people will fucking do it Fuck. yeah no I, I would definitely see if you if you could get you know the hard thing is getting I didn't need to get into a room with Craig Ferguson but even a room chat with him like hey you want to do a podcast that's how you do it yeah Jesus Christ yeah why not yeah what is, what literally what is he doing he's just sitting on his retirement money or whatever I don't think yeah, yeah, yeah. does he host a game show or something he did stuff like that for a while but you know but yeah, so he was, to tell you the truth, I think he was one of the best to ever do it. Same with Conan, same with Letterman. But Letterman was dwindling at the end. Like some of his older ones are really shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell you the truth, I never really watched the show before, but when you watch some of the old clips, he's pretty legendary. But now, it's what? It's Colbert, Seth Meyers, Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. And I feel bad because I bet these guys are fucking nice guys. Like when you meet them, they're probably funny. Fallon seems like a nice guy, to be oh honest. Oh my God. He's fucking friends with all the legends, like. He's fucking friends with everybody. But you can see the stress of having, of being on this sinking ship is you can see he's cracking, like. Oh, my God. Because he's only had success in his life, and now it's it's over, like. Yeah, yeah, From yeah. the moment he did, you well, we all know what he did. Oh, <laughs> the we moment, can talk about The it. moment he uh, uh, saddled up to Hitler and, you know, fiddled with his mustache. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Just kissed, when he kissed the ring of, of Heidel yeah, yeah. Hitler. <laughs> Uh, poor, poor fucking Fallon though, because he's he is he was like okay. See, this is you should never do what people want you to do because you'll always get fucked in the ass in the end. Well, he had a philosophy of life, and I, I've actually I've, what's I've li- Jimmy Fallon's philosophy of life? Well, I've listened Sorry. to him on Mark Maron. Uh, I think yeah, probably. Oh no, yeah, when he, before he had the the Tonight Show, before he had the big one, like yes. Uh, but he did, he did just say basically that like. Yeah, people come on my show because I'm not going to ask them any tough questions. I'm going to be really nice to them. Like, so it is, it's not like he's doing it unconsciously. This was his philosophy, and it was like that's what's gotten him everywhere in life. It was just being really nice to everyone he meets and just being like, "Hey, what's going?" on? Just being like, and then he didn't know that Hitler was going to walk in the room. Like, he just had this one unbreakable principle, and it was a principle that he built his whole life on. And then one time it didn't work, and now he's lost because now he really has no, he's got no North Star to go to. He can't, he can't suddenly turn into Letterman. Oh, well, no. Yeah, he can't, he's got nothing. (laughs) This is where fundamentalism (laughs) takes you, Darren. Think about the most, that is the most benign gene, like you think like, I figured life out. I'm just going to be incredibly nice, uh, blindly so, to everyone who's in my fucking eyeline, laugh at everything they say and just give them nothing but positivity. And then look what happens, fucking, yeah, yeah, fucking Hitler, uh, Orange Hitler stumbles into your eyeline, you're like, (laughs) (laughs) you're hilarious, Trump, you're so funny and likable. I now get, everyone's like, if Jimmy likes him, we'll elect him. And now the whole, now Ukraine's invaded, there's a fucking pandemic. And I do blame him personally for the election. Fucking, I bet he got him a few votes. Yeah, yeah, probably actually did. Uh, yeah have you seen the clip of him uh, I don't know when this is from but it's him with RuPaul on the show yes yeah, so it's Jimmy Fallon RuPaul yeah, yeah. Right show. this is a very funny clip because it's like uh, he's he's interviewing RuPaul and he's like oh you're on the, the cover of Time magazine this is great and this is actually the first time a drag queen has been on the cover of the magazine and RuPaul goes like drag queen 
drag queen and everybody goes everybody's yeah. balls go straight into their ass yeah. and fucking their balls are in their throat and Fallon like has one of the purest looks of terror I've ever seen in a man like he's just got he's and he just stays like that rigid and then RuPaul just like takes a beat takes another beat Fallon is like fucking dying my and, life is over yeah yeah it's like he's the man on the wall they have the, the pistols you know you know it's all it's he's all, lined up blindfolded yeah. on he hears the click of the guns yeah he's about to get taken out and and then RuPaul goes like honey I'm the queen of drag and, and everyone's <laughs> like <laughs> 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 yeah. Fallon literally looks like he's about to cry <laughs> <laughs> and actually like yeah because he laughs but the laugh is still like uh, and then like and then even he's like oh yeah and as, he, as he's talking he, he has another moment of like <laughs> like just like taking yeah. a breath like, Fallon literally yeah. had a noose around his neck he is blindfolded about to be dropped somehow hung and dropped into a fucking a, a, a tank of sharks and be shot all at the same time and then and then the dictator who's a who's a drag queen dictator <laughs> but we're not far from that if any of my right wing podcasts are to, be, are to be believed we are not far from a drag queen dictator just was like honey I'm a drag queen and then it's just like ah, ah, I'll yeah, do yeah. anything you want yeah. please please don't take everything away from me I, but know, there's more than that amazing, because you yeah. can even see there's like that was amazing that yeah. was an amazing moment actually but he's he's angry too. It's not just that, like, oh, I'm so glad he spared me. It's like, it's like there, there, you can see in his eyes that like, if I got a chance to turn the tables on you, I would fucking pull the trigger. Like it's like, you know, just the thread of that. You can see it's always even weighing on him all the time. Like because Fallon has made an agreement, a fucking a Faustian agreement with himself. He's like, I'm just going to be nice. I'm going to play the game. I'm going to play the game as better as anyone. And that's just lie all the time. Laugh at everyone. Do whatever politically correct thing. Don't rustle any feathers. Make the most simple, shapeless, formless comedy ever. Like just fucking marshmallows and and twinkle. Whatever you want, I'll do it. And he's done it for years, for a fucking decade. And then still, they're going to turn around and be like... I could cancel you right now if I wanted. Yeah. And he's like, I've done everything. I've done the fucking dancing and the prancing and the fucking, I've done literally anything you want me to do. Fucking the, 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 the mob. And the mob can still just, I could literally just, you know, like RuPaul could just go, which I like RuPaul, but could just go, you're done, son. <laughs> yeah. Although, I mean, RuPaul has gotten into controversy as well. So, yeah. like, yeah, it's a, the trade isn't as real as he thought it was. Like, I don't think, you know, RuPaul could have, enabled, but, so, you know, he is right, and at any moment, the you know, I mean, it's because it's happened to him a couple of times. So, like, yeah. you know, at, at any moment, it can happen again. He thought, like, going in, you know, black himself up to go on as Chris Rock That's and amazing. do an unbelievable Chris Rock impression. Yeah. Like, the 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 mo his his most genuine moment of talent was doing was in blackface being Chris Rock. I was yeah, like, so, that was the most I've ever respected his like actual ability as a performer. So Jimmy Fallon's comedy <laughs> acumen in the words of Derek was at its tippy top when he did, yeah, he did blackface of Chris Rock who's a very good friend of Jimmy Fallon but he did like, yeah, it was an inc- pitch perfect impression. It could be Chris Rock. Like, it's, it's an amazing yeah. impression. Yeah, women can't go down in lifestyle. They can't. They can't go down. That was actually pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I'll do it. I'll do it on Wednesday. I'll do it at the uh, international. Yeah, just yeah. It's like, but they're like good friends. And Chris, imagine how bad Chris Rock must feel. Actually, I love Chris Rock, and he's friends with a lot. Of, you know, and he actually loves Jimmy Fallon. 
And then he's like, he must have watched that being like, Jimmy's getting eaten up. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's all the George Floyd thing and Jimmy Fallon's like, and J- Jimmy Fallon had on Chris Rock to apologize to Chris Rock. Oh, did he? Yeah, but it was awkward. He was like, I'm sorry, buddy. And like, Chris was like, come on. <laughs> what are we doing? It would be like if you, it'd be like if, if you did a, if like if you did your country voice to me, you fucking, <laughs> you, or whatever. If you did Ushing face. It'd be like if you did Ushing face. I don't know how you do it. Blacken under your eyes. Uh, I said no. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Say my father. My father. Was shouting at me in the field. My father was shouting at me in the field. No. <laughs> Cancel him, Bob. You're cancelled. Oh, I can do it. I said no. So uh, that's kind of a Welsh thing. But but yeah, like imagine you did Ushin Fair somehow. Yeah. You fucking wish. <laughs> uh, and then and then I had you on my talk show and you were like, I'm sorry, man. Or I, you, I kept on your But I'd be we're not even apologizing to you, apologizing to people from Leash. Like. Yeah, but it'd be weird. It'd be like that mean you were talking all the time. And then, like, let's just say me and you talk literally every day, messaging. And then on Sunday, for some reason, uh, I go on your talk show and you apologize to me in front of everybody. Like. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, when when I was happening to Fallon, it was also happening to every single other comedian because that was that George Floyd thing where they were like, and I, it was like in response to police killing black people in the streets, we're gonna we're gonna go back and find if anyone did blackface. And it turns out it was every single comedian. Like, uh, and we'll take all those episodes off Netflix, and yeah. then we'll give the police a load more money, and then problem yeah. solved. Yeah, this according to yeah, like BLM's like there is a genocide of, of like black people, like cops everywhere are just shooting unarmed black people. Yeah, Jimmy but, Fallon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we it's we not, must B- stop Jimmy it's Fallon. It's not BLM. Like BLM were like, no, we want. They were like, cancel the police, which would have been a much bigger thing. And Netflix were like, we hear you. That episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, it's gone. So don't even, don't even. I, I know you. I, I know you didn't ask, but don't worry. Yeah, that's gone. You know? They were like, we gotta get rid of the police. They were like, community. Oh, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's gone from Netflix. Yeah. And Jimmy Fallon is now the uh, commissioner of police in New York City. I, Jimmy Fallon now needs to be shot by a yeah. cop and, we'll, uh, and everything will be fine in the universe. I remember uh, the, the cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine apologized, which I thought was the funniest oh, thing. really? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, they did, yeah. For what? For being a show about cops. Oh, so the cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine during the George Floyd riots was like, we're sorry, we're a show about cops. Yeah, and then they just kept doing the show. Holy But they, they just, yeah, I, it, they worded it in a way that it wasn't like, because, I mean, they had to apologize, but also be like, we're still going to do the show. But they just wanted to give people a bit of a pass to keep watching the show. Yeah. So they were like, look, I think, you know, obviously a cab and you know in real life but they were kind of like i mean this is a fantasy show about like what if cops were not murderers right so it's like we understand that yes we need to defund the police but also watch this show that's kind of like about defunding the police <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> that's trying and i think they did a couple episodes they tried to do like a black lives matter episode uh, which i can't imagine was very good because the show was already like it didn't really it's weird to do a show about like cops in new york that's a comedy because like they like are doing murders or whatever yeah. they make jokes about murders and stuff but oh my kinda, god you kind of just don't i guess you don't think about it when you're watching the show yeah yeah you should see the, the rape the rape episode is weird because <laughs> <laughs> it is like a 30 rock comedy but about yeah like there's pedophiles and rape and shit yeah yeah uh, so but like here so but this is this world of talk shows like you're in us like at the moment yeah it's just trapped uh, it used to be kind of cooler 
like but now it's just trapped by like i don't even know what it's trapped by they're trapped by themselves like i don't even know what's funny well, also no one's watching these shows no one's fucking so watching them james corden's gone why would you watch them uh and now sure <laughs> and now sure can fucking to- tuberty's gone Toberty. No, you told me you told me yeah so ireland has and- the worst you think james corden's bad is the worst to ever do it I think Tuberty would give him a, a run for his money. Well, it's the difference between maliciousness and incompetence. James Corden is actually good at being bad, if you know what I mean. And then Ryan Tuberty is just like some guy who wandered onto the set and was like, yeah. what am I doing? I'm doing a talk show? like." Yeah. Tuberty, may I say, Ryan Tuberty, someone passed this on. You are a black hole of a human being. Everyone who talks to you is less than they are after they talk to you. I wouldn't even go that far. I would just say that... He, he wrestles any bit of energy to the ground and chokes it out like fucking Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like, it is impressive. Like, literally, even the minute... It's like you're freezing in this Siberian fucking wasteland and, like, you're getting a little flint of fire to go and to get a little heat and every time there is, he kicks some snow <laughs> yeah, onto yeah. the fire. It's like, please, Ryan, we're freezing today in this talk show. Yeah. He's like, go on, just do a little more flint. I promise I won't kick it out. Somebody stop turbidity. <laughs> anyway, so I was with my mother. What's a mother? I don't know <laughs> yeah. what mother is. What are yeah, you talking yeah. about? You know yeah. what, Ireland? <laughs> All right, stop kicking out my flame, Tuberty. We're freezing today. If he was trying to do it on purpose, he couldn't do it better than he does. He oh, actually man. is like, yeah, yeah, he's, you know, he, he's, he's, uh, uh, yeah. It is kind of like Black Hole, but just, yeah, he just stops entertainment from happening. Yeah. He just, or he just stops conversation. He's like, he he's, just. What's the title? What's his title, Derek? <laughs> what's the title of his job? A host. <laughs> he's a talk show host. And anytime someone talks or needs to be hosted, he stops yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He stops it dead flat. <laughs> And he wrestles it to the ground like fucking Putin and a fucking bear. Maybe he thought it was like a talk show host as in like, he's more of a talk show. Maybe he thinks that like they're the host and he's a parasite. He's like a talk show parasite. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a talk show tumor. He grows within talk and conversation and just kills us. He's the black mold of talk shows. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he turns a bit of moisture. He finds a corner and grows and grows until your newborn stops breathing. Yeah. Yeah. you know they don't rehearse that show and they don't block it. Like what? What? Do you, of course they don't. What do you mean? What? What even happens? What do you mean? Like when he's talking to the audience? No, stuff? but I think this was like on kind of like stuff when they do the toy show and stuff and kind of do, when they do bits where people have to like come in and do stuff like that. Oh, so like the toy show. So the toy show, which is, he <laughs> Tuberty tries to be human and he wears a a colorful sweater. And yeah, he, and you feel really and sad. does a lot of coke. I mean, he's he's doing coke. Like I've never seen yeah. more coke because people used to make that joke. But then I was watching it. I think like last year, and I was like, Jesus, no, he's definitely he's like because his energy like drains away, and he looks so <laughs> tired. And then he's like, and then it's like, all right, we're going to break. And then he comes back from the break. And he's like, hey, what's going on? Like, and is he he gets this big like spike, and then it goes down again. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So if you want to see real, the only entertaining thing about Tuberty, obviously not intentional in his part, you watch the toy show in December, and he wears this colorful a colorful top with reindeers on it, and then and then comes out doing coke. Yeah. yeah, and then talks to kids with like sad stories. I remember when it wasn't really about sob stories. When did this happen that the kids are all like, I don't know. It was like some kid with no bones. There's a kid with no, there's a blob came out. What? No, with no bones. Like, you're, you're saying B-O-N-E-S. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As in like, yes. Like, he was like, no, I think it, yeah, it was like, he was like, he was like Samuel L. Jackson in uh, uh, Unbreakable. He was like, <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is his thing. And then he was like, I've got no bones. And then it's like, and that's most of the thing. It's not really about the presence. He's just like, what do you want? Billy and he's like 
Bones. <laughs> I know you're like, like, I, 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 I got a PS2. You want a PS2? <laughs> you want a, yeah, I want, I want a 10-year-old yeah, console. <laughs> We're all about that willing enough Buckley and uh, <laughs> PS2 references. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but yeah, no, that was, you know, he had, he had weak bones, yeah. And then it was at the end, it was like, uh, he was like, I guess all that's left for us to do, Ryan, is for me to shake your hand. And he's like, oh my God. You caused it. You caused the accidents. You caused the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> is this wait? Is Tuberty saying this to the boneless kid? Yeah, Tuberty is Bruce Willis in the movie, and he's okay. got the power from shaking his hand. <laughs> and he's like, you know how I knew Ryan? It was the other kids. They call me Mister Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Tuberty's like, I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go to the bathroom for two seconds. <laughs> yeah. So Tuberty. Yeah. So the toy show. Yeah, it does the toy show. I guess I don't understand the show. Like, it makes me deeply uncomfortable. Like, I actually, it is torture when I'm watching that show. And I'm not even using that exaggerating. I, I, I guess, I guess, sincerely sad. Like, yeah. When I when I watch him talk to Will Ferrell, and <laughs> yeah, somehow yeah. the only time I've ever seen Will Ferrell not be funny was talking to Ryan Toberty. It was like it was like Will Ferrell is fucking Clark Kent, Superman from Krypton, just a, a sun will charge him for, till no end, man of steel, no one can defeat him, always strong, always funny, except the kryptonite <laughs> of Tuberty will take him down. <laughs> Along with even his Justice League of Anchorman cast, Paul Rudd, Keckner, fucking Steve Carell, the funniest people ever, somehow Tuberty takes them all. Can we get can we get more definitions of Superman? Because I'm a little confused who you're talking about. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Kent, Superman, man of steel, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I got lost midway through. Uh, yes, no, yeah, he is comedy. He's, he's no, he's just uh, conversation kryptonite. Yeah, I don't know how he like talks to people in real life. Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ! How did he fucking get hired? It's like it's can't even. You can't even talk to the bus driver. Getting yeah. out to the bus. His uh, his like his uncle used to like run orgy or something. Oh yeah, yeah, something like that. Like he's all connected. Like, uh, like, like I. He's related to. A comedian, I'll tell you, off uh, mic. Uh, Dave McSavage? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, they're cousins. Who's he? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Dave McSavage? Uh, but it is funny. You don't think, but it's like everyone's, it's all, it's all connections. Like, so everyone, everyone's just one big kind of Cosa Nostra of, you know. Ooh, say yeah. that word again. <laughs> say that word? Cosa Nostra. Nice. Yeah. Is that from one of your books? It's like the mafia. Oh, okay. That's what they call it, the Cosa Nostra. Uh, okay. So it's like our thing, you know. It's brand. I was like this thing of ours. It's the Cousin Nostra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I um, yeah, like it is amazing that uh, him and his Cousin Nostra got him this fucking crazy job. To tell you the truth, this is where like this is where I'm like, even uh, fuck it, I wouldn't do it. Like he might get the quote unquote the biggest fucking job in Irish showbiz, which is a fucking oxymoron if I ever heard one. Uh, but I would just say no because he seems trapped to me. Like he's doing something he should not be doing. It must be very painful for him. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I would host the late late show if somebody asked me to. I oh, mean, yeah. I would try and do a better job in Toby, but he's probably doing the best job he can do. But that's the saddest. Yeah, part. I mean, he is. That's I think what what I would really say about Ryan Toby is he's probably 
the I've never seen someone who's worse at their job than Ryan Toberty. <laughs> you know, like you kind of go into a shop and there's a teenager working there and they're still way more competent than he is. You're like, uh, where's the toothpaste? I don't fucking know. You're like, you're better than Toberty. Yeah, my <laughs> <laughs> at like, least At least I can get my stuff in the shop and you're actively impeding me from shopping. Exactly. You know? <laughs> He's not getting in the way of you getting the toothpaste. And you will get the toothpaste. It will yeah. take longer. But Toberty's like, we're not getting where we're supposed to be going. Like, You've come to this talk show to talk. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to die on this sword. <laughs> yeah. You, I know you have a funny story prepared, but fuck you. <laughs> that story is, yeah, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, I will do anything to stop you getting that funny story. I will not let you tell about what you and Paul Rudd did on Anchorman, all right? <laughs> Just like the most killer anecdotes. It, like someone's talking about when they, uh, they first, the, when they met Frank Sinatra and he was with the mafia and blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, Frank, that's a weird name, isn't it? I know <laughs> yeah. Frank. My cousin's called Frank. My, he's from Balarney. Yeah, yeah. They're Balarney. You know, like, holy Lord, please stop, Toberty, you fucking sick son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, if I could, I would take him. <laughs> you hear that? Spread the word. I want Toberty dead. I want him done. But you know what's sad, though, is that uh, we all, we, everyone hates Ryan Toberty and Late Late Show, and that's something we can all get behind. But you know what they're going to do now is they're going to replace him with a woman probably mm. and she's going to be terrible too mm. but you're either going to have two sides one side's going to be like oh what a girl boss this is like amazing she's doing such a great job while secretly being like she's fucking shit but we can't say it we have to everything depends on us pretending that she's good at her yeah. job and then the other side will be like she's shit like all women why can't we have Ryan Toberty back when men were men and he was doing a you know masculine show and they were going to have to pretend that Ryan Toberty wasn't shit so we're, we'll, we'll be back to being torn between oh, something best. being terrible and oh. we all have to pretend it's good oh, that's the oh, world that we're stuck in oh that's what you want you want just two sides that's what you want uh, you want to get Tucker Carlson involved where he starts getting involved somehow in the Irish talk show uh, biz I'd love I mean if they and, get, and he get starts his... commenting on it oh so they have a woman they have a woman now <laughs> Where's Ryan Tuberty gone? Nobody knows. <laughs> Tucker's gone. Heard from Tuberty? <laughs> Tucker's gone too, though. They're all gone. Oh yeah, Tucker's yeah. gone. It'll be Tucker and Tuberty. The TT and T will do a podcast. Ryan, why did you? Sorry, let me stop you. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Ryan, so there's a woman. Interesting. That, that this kind of ideology has arrived in Ireland, and now there's a woman in your job. Let me stop you there. I have a cousin. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to my cousin. What is talking? Who is talking? Where is this? <laughs> I am here. I might have to leave. No, yeah. I don't. What's your name? Okay, Brian. Explain America. He is. He's, he's, he's like the explain to the folks at home bit, but it's like he's doing it sincerely. It's not a joke. Like. Yeah, it's like, yeah. So, Brian, you're from Ireland. Let me explain what Ireland is. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brian, you're doing talk show, I believe. Okay, talk show is when people talk to each other. Okay, Brian, please stop. Yeah. And what about those shoes? And then also, where, where, where's, hold on, hold on. We got some, oh, no, never mind. That wasn't, no, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you were saying you're, what? Uh, you're, so so for, anyway, I was with George Clooney, Brad Fox, Pitt. Fox News, is that, is, that, is that a fox, like the animal? Like, it's not, it's, a, it's, it's not the animal. But then why, and it's news. But, but you're, no, one, no one's a, the fox, like in that, like, like in those cartoons. What was the, what was the cartoons called? With the Sylvanian families. No, that's not it. What? 
This is it. This is it. This is you just captured his essence perfectly. This is Ryan Tuberty. That guy you just did was indistinguishable between the man who was the biggest yeah, yeah. of his job in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of incredible. Literally, literally every single thing you're not supposed to do in a conversation. Uh, he does. Yeah, and it's also at the most at the most perfect points. Yeah, 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 yeah. His like timing it, is incredible. Like the <laughs> most incredible time, the timing of fucking Don Rickles. He fucking will say the wrong thing. And also, like that's someone just fucking up an interview and like a talk show is funny, I think. And yet somehow he does it, but it's not funny. Yeah, like that should be hilarious. Someone just doing a really bad talk show. Yeah, and everything going wrong. Yeah, but somehow he just, he just, it's just, it's just oh, yeah. boring. Yeah, somehow it's yeah, it's just like Nathan Fielder, fucking like the perfect parody. Yeah, but it's just yeah, yeah, a little bit because uh, he non non self awareness. Because even he can't. He's he's so perfectly anti entertaining that he's not even ironically entertaining. Actually, which is like you can't he's you know where you go it goes around to oh it's so bad it's good he somehow bypasses that yeah. and it's just like it's so bad it's just bad like yeah yeah i i don't i just i think that's the magic of it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i do think now that i just re- i just realized it so tucker carlson's gone he got fired as well yeah so he actually should take over from toberty that'd be pretty good i think that's what needs to happen i think arting need to make an offer to tucker carlson and he'll turn literally every um, old Irish biddy into a fucking QAnon member. <laughs> Every grandmother in the west of Ireland, Tucker would be like, so, so, why don't you get more money? They're taking money from you. Who are they? I'm not saying who they are. I'm saying they because they're non-binary? No. I'm not going to respect their pronouns. I'm talking about a different thing. They, that we're not allowed to say. Us and Kanye, cannot say who they are. I'm just asking questions. So, uh, so, uh, Shines with my cousin the other night. And she says, it was such a great, it was such a great show. At Chris, uh, Christy Moore. Is Christy a woman? Sounds like a woman. Yeah, yeah. A Identify as a woman? I'm not gonna respect it. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd actually be amazing. Like, I prefer him uh, maybe taking over Live Line and being the new Joe Duffy. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that would also kind of break him as well, which would be kind of funny. Who, Tucker? <laughs> yeah, yeah, having to deal with all that. Like, so I call in. Oh, hey, Tucker. Um, I told you it was terrible. They, they, I, I had to wait in that line for four hours. It's like, interesting. You had to wait in line. You know who's not waiting in line? You know who's not waiting in line? Joe Biden would have you wait in line for six hours. So all, and the line is to get your gender reassignment, which will be forced. Will it be forced? Is that what's next? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't, that, I'm just asking questions. I'm not saying anything. Joe Biden's saying things. Joe Biden's saying a lot of things. About this, maybe not. <laughs> but he could be. Yeah, yeah. I'm just asking questions. No, please though, Joe. Like my, my girlfriend, she has cancer and I don't know how to deal with the anxiety. Anxiety? That's what the left would want you to think. You're strong. You're a man. God gives you power. <laughs> what the fuck? They're so soft nowadays. All right, talk. Yeah. We're somewhere between Tucker and uh, Ben Shapiro, I think. Like, oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. We're I, think it's good Tucker. I think it's yeah, good Tucker. Yeah. Because that's the essence of Tucker. The essence of Tucker is, I'm just asking questions. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. So what's Ben Shapiro, though? But it, it's just a question, but then it's also like uh, that concern, the furrowed brow, and they're like, this is crazy. This is what they This is what they want. This is what they yeah, want. Yeah. And so it's, it's always coming about you. And it's like, what will be next? Will it affect you? That's actually what, like, because I do realize, like, Fox News is good because they always, whatever they talk about, it's always links back to what's going to happen to you. Oh, this yeah. is like, this is why they're more successful than, like, the sort of 
uh, attempts to do like a liberal version because mm. like the liberal version is always like here's the good guys here's the bad guys you want to be on the good guy side whereas like fox news is always like a lot of bad shit's happening and it's coming for you and you should be scared which is obviously a more I- interesting message obviously that's going to impact you a lot more like nobody really cares who the <laughs> is it, yeah it's genius like it is actual genius, like because this is an actual thing that Tucker Carlson said one time, right? And Russell Brand was on the episode, which is fucking crazy. So he was just like, "Okay, so trans person, they killed Christians, killed Christians in Nashville. That's what a trans person did." And actually, if you think about it, trans people are the arch nemesis of Christianity, because in Christianity you believe that God is bigger than you, and you are humble in His face. But trans people, they think they're the best. They think they can change everything. <laughs> they think they can change whatever they want. So they are the, they are the Voldemort. I didn't say it is, but they are the Voldemort to our Harry Potter. Like what? Literally, somehow he did this weird religious calculus to fucking. That's pretty funny. Yeah. To be like, just by the mathematics that I just pulled out of my arse, trans people are the the the, the, the enemy, the pure enemy of, of God. Of God. <laughs> Holy fuck! And then Russell Brand's like. We just, man, we need, we need, we need different alliances because Big Pharma, <laughs> yeah, Russell yeah. Falcon. <laughs> so what we got, Tucker, Tucker and Russell Brand should maybe, Russell Brand could do the, 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 the show, couldn't they? Uh, Russell Brand on Late Late Show, like. Yeah, well, uh, Russell Brand, he could take over. Yeah, I don't know. This is modern, modern day Russell Brand, obviously. He'd probably do it, like. Uh, <laughs> he thinks so just so he could take over more minds with his nonsense. Yeah, yeah. With turn, his full spirituality. Yeah, turn it all into a little, like, Russell Brand's sect, you know? Yeah. And by the way, look at me. I just, I just said full spirituality. <laughs> I know, yeah. Jesus. Well, you're turning against the father, like. <laughs> I can't turn against the guy I create my entire personality around. Or can I? <laughs> he must be defeated so I can take on. I am just waiting for the review of my, one of my stand-up shows. The Irish Russell Brand. <laughs> you can't really do that now because Russell doesn't really do stand-up anymore. Yeah, no. They, that, that would mean you were some kind of like, yeah, right-wing conspiracy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could always slot in what Russell Brand was doing before the sort of fake socialist thing. Like, What the uh, fuck do you think I'm trying to do? Man? All right. You don't talk about a lot of socialist stuff, though, do you? <laughs> you haven't seen my act. I do a lot of Noam Chomsky. <laughs> Just try and throw in some shit about the 1% or whatever. The it's proletariat like, are being oppressed by the uh, deep state because if they get power, then... So you can just say things really confidently. Look, look, I, I, you can just say things really confidently and, and, uh, that you heard in a podcast two seconds ago and people think you're a genius. Yeah. Or so Brian's like, no, you know, like, you know, stay free, subscribe, and, and then we will be free together. And then they're trying to control and bend the narrative of CNN and then they will be, all of these people are against you, all of them. But, you know, subscribe to my channel and, uh, and listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, because it's always about the grift. Yeah, yeah. He just, yeah, the, the people are, you know, Davos, Davos, they're trying, to, they're trying to control your farms. Decentralization is the answer. I love the way also he talks about like being in uh, like the Hollywood. He talks about like the Hollywood machine and stuff that he was part of. And then he's like, when he makes it sound like he left deliberately instead of just making a bunch of shitty movies that nobody watched. Like, <laughs> but, it's like, but as well, like he makes it sound like being in that remake of Arthur. Arthur was like, I don't know, like getting molested or something. It's like, no, I don't think anything bad really happened to him. Like, married Katy Perry, it was like, seemed like a good time. You know? <laughs> And he's just like, things didn't work out the way I wanted. Arthur didn't come out the way I wanted. 
I'm going to turn against everybody. He's like yeah, school yeah. shooter. He's yeah, like, yeah. School shooter. His remake of a film he liked didn't work out, so now he's going to, uh, yeah. Unless, unless it turns out the director of Artem Lassen or something, which would be funny if that was... Russell's tight ass. I don't know. <laughs> it's just funny to imagine someone molesting Russell Brand on the set of like a stupid Hollywood movie like that. I'm just wrestling. You're just in your head, you're picturing him like wrestling him down like a pig. And he's like, no, he just keeps trying to crawl away. Yeah, yeah. Russ, it's all Russell Brand, all his jewels and uh, tattoos and shit. I'm picturing Steven Spielberg for some reason. Just like, come here, Russell. I, like, I, got, I got some direction with the scene. And he's like, holding him down. Like Do you know why you're picturing that? Like, why? South Park episode. Is there a set? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> South Park episode where they, it's, it, it, the kids. With Indiana Jones. I don't yeah, explain yeah. South Park episode, but that's why it's in your head. Yeah, yeah. Because the kids, they, they raped Indiana Jones. <laughs> Squeal! And it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's just him and George Lucas holding down Indy. Yeah, now I can only think about him as this rapist. Like, yeah. uh, You know, he's actually said that they shouldn't change stuff now. Like, even though he did in the past, he's gone back on that, which is good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did yeah, he's saying, that. like, don't change stuff to fit modern times or whatever. Because, I mean, I, I think he's, what he said, he regretted the stupid walkie-talkies <laughs> for guns thing in Explain E.T. Explain the walkie-talkie like, thing again. Uh, they brought out E.T. a new version. Yeah, it so, was like, yeah so Spielberg, yeah, he met E.T. Yeah. yeah. Extraterrestrial. Uh, yes. Yeah, a movie. Uh, <laughs> explain to folks who E.T. is. Uh, but yeah, he's like, so they, they brought it out. Uh, uh, they re-released in cinemas, and it was when they were doing the kind of new versions of Star Wars. And he was like, I'll get on this too. And it was, I think it was after, it was a 9-11 thing. So it was like, because uh, okay. of nine, or maybe it was Columbine. It was one of those things like that. Like, so he was like, we're guns. guns. They didn't want to romanticize yeah. guns. Yeah, exactly. And they were like, no, I don't want these guns in this movie for kids. So they digitally turned the guns into walkie-talkies. Uh, yeah. That's was, amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine how stupid. Yeah, don't make decisions at a peak of, at moments of high emotion. Because they're always stupid. Like, how stupid is that? Because I think it's like, it's like, F, it's like the military. Yeah, and the military are chasing an alien, and then they're like, "Oh, lots of drugs." Yeah, walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> Reload my walkie-talkie <laughs> to fucking follow this alien in a basket. That's hilarious. Yeah, but um, yeah, Russell Tucker. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just asking questions. We need new alliances. We need new. That's why we're starting these conversations. Big Pharma made one billion dollars. All right. They fucking also... Uh, is he always a big farmer? Yeah. It is part so, of his COVID so thing. We're all on the, we're on the f- side of big farmer. They earned $1 billion. Yeah, they made a vaccine, you fucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we use that vaccine. <laughs> what, you don't want to make money for your fucking uh, shit comedy? Yeah, I said that. <laughs> I should really stop giving ammo to people who are going to attack me in the future because I'm basically describing myself like... I know, yeah, yeah. It's definitely if you're like everyone. If you're a Russell Brand fan, you're not a fan of me. <laughs> it's like I don't think there's <laughs> yeah, gonna, exactly, gonna be yeah. a lot of crossover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. you may have to get some of those anti-vaxxer people as well because I feel like they'd be, you know, oh, yeah. it's because they're it's the spiritual people and people and people who like to move a lot. I think we're kind of anti, you know, well, we were all anti-lockdowns, but I would, some people were. No, that's true. Some people were fine with it. Some people okay. were having a great time. I take back everything I said about <laughs> our Lord and Savior Russell Brand. Yeah, I like that we're sort of politically all over the place. You know, you never know where we're gonna go. Yeah, I like yeah. being, I like being weak, weak willed. Yeah, yeah, me too. Even with saying weak willed, yeah, I, I struggle because I'm not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure what word I want to say. So yeah. I, I, Again, I can't even commit. I can't even commit will. to the, the a one syllable word, weak. Um, yeah, weak willed. 
But yeah, so that's so the talk shows. Yeah, so fuck, they don't even work in Ireland. I fuck talk shows. I I think anytime you're trying to do something, it's like a shisha bar in Dublin. It just doesn't work. Or like when I went to the, when I went to a strip club in Nepal. Like it just doesn't work. It's not natural to the environment. So but we're supposed to have the gift of the gap. I guess so, but. I, the minute there's a camera on I mean, it, we are, but we the are minute doing, there's we are a, cam- a podcast right now, so well, we're like, good at it. But we're basically, <laughs> we're basically fucking American. I mean, there's, but there's no. I mean, there's tons of great Irish comedians who do it great. I mean, obviously, and even the Tommy Tiernan show, I don't really like, like it, it, but like it's obviously way better than you, you know. You know, I got a job on the Tommy Tiernan show. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was hired as the guy to remind Tommy to blink. <laughs> <laughs> blink, Tommy. If you listen really closely, you can hear me <laughs> off camera going blink. Yeah. If there was if there was a bit more chat in the show and a bit less summoning the spirits of the mountains to ask a question, I think yeah, I'd enjoy the show more. <laughs> yeah, and his eyes are crusting over from exposure to the air. Yeah, yeah. so if, if anybody doesn't know it, it's called uh, the show it's called uh, Is Your Mother Dead with Tommy Turner. <laughs> yeah. uh, parentheses subtitle If she isn't if she isn't, imagine she is <laughs> and now act like she is. It's funny, you know who would also do a good talk show? Uh, Me? What? No, Fred Cook, uh, oh, who yeah. is like, it's, what it's funny. No, it's, I don't think so. I don't, you don't think so? Uh, I don't, I don't, well. I'm I not. mean, yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> is this being recorded? But I think it's funny that Fred Cook, who is like a super like charismatic guy, who like is like a good talker and stuff, and his job is to say, ladies and gentlemen, it's Tommy Tiernan. That's like, that's the role he's found in Irish comedy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's how much talent gets thrown away. Like. Oh my God. Here, I got a really quick, I'll just do a, uh, a reference to, funny, we're getting really specific at this part if anyone's tuned out, but this, I, another Irish comedian, Carol Spain, after the Tommy Tiernan show started, uh, with Fred Cook just introduced the guests. And Fred Cook's a hilarious comedian, very energetic and affable. But all he does during the show is, Tommy, here is Roy Keane. And then you never see him again. So it's a waste, of course, RT. But Carl Spain, right after the first episode, Carl Spain uh, met Fred Cook and he said, Hey, Fred, Fred is about to go on stage. He's like, Hey, Fred, you should do all that material you do on the Tommy Tiernan show. <laughs> That's some good shit. <laughs> Okay, folks, that's just a little detour of us talking about specific comics. But, but here, let's, uh, let, uh, what, let's see. So who should take over Tuberty? Who should, who should take his place? Is it we could have anybody or what's, what's the limitations here? Let's just do it like... You went a little Tommy there for a second. I went Tommy. <laughs> Sorry, let me summon the answer from the mountains. Oh, no, the Aran Islands are speaking to me. And my eyes are watering. Not from empathy, but through exposure to the air. Do you remember when someone called you uh, uh, the next Tommy Tiernan what they meant it as an insult? Someone did? Yeah, Ian Bishop said that. Oh, he did, didn't yeah. he? He said it was like, yeah, I, I put him on because he, like, he reminds me. I think he could be like, he's like Tommy Tiernan. And then he, and then he was like... I said, Tommy Tierney's is not funny. <laughs> like, Aiden the loves perfect me. balance of compliments and insult. <laughs> he had to, he, Aiden loves me. Um, no, but I think, no, but let's, I think realistically, who do you, actually, no, let's not say who do we want. Who do you think is, the, if the talk show is to survive, even in the aftermath of the Corden departure in Ireland and the Tuberty departure, who is going to take over from Tuberty? So this is someone who, Someone who would conceivably do it if they offered it to him, not someone who they would offer it to. Who who they would? Who do you think they would, and who do you think would accept? It? I mean, I saw the list of names, and they were all people I've never heard of. Like, oh, really? so yeah, I think you have to be like listening to you know Orgy Radio 
See, I don't. It's all radio people. Like. Really? Yeah, they won't. They they, oh. they don't look outside of that. Like the. I think McGahern, Kevin McGahern. The, the number one name they were talking about was Miriam O'Callaghan, oh, and she yeah. was like, "No, I don't want to do it." <laughs> so like now it's there. There it's the runner-up prize, and Miriam. And then they were like, "With the one who reads the news," it's like they don't think of it as like an entertainment show, weirdly. So they don't want. Yeah. They don't want a comedian. They think about it in the worst way possible. This is this guy is hired by taxes. Yes, it's a civil servant job, essentially. Who will do a civil servant job? Our David Letterman, our Johnny Carson, uh, is a uh, is needs to have the same personality as a post office worker. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's 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 the, that's how their mind is working in this but situation. To be fair, the average age of the viewer on the uh, show is is in their like sixties and seventies. Yeah, that would be that would be younger end of probably the people viewing. But uh, obviously, they could try and get younger people to watch. But I think they've given up that. I think they're just waiting for yeah. the last of them to die, and that, that'll be the end of the show. <laughs> That's their approach uh, to the uh, scheduling. Who's going? Let, let's just wait till people die, and then something might happen. But it will never happen because they'll never really take uh, swings. That's why me and you are going to fucking me and you're doing this, and we're going to leave, go to America or some shit. Well, could you imagine if uh, you took over the Late Late Show though, like, just, you know, randomly? Oh, that would oh, be, like... Be the best. If I took over Late Late Show, I swear to God, I would go balls to the wall. I'd be a nightmare. Like, they'd be like, hey, Russian, will you... I'm like, I'm going to be wrestling the guest in mud. Is that <laughs> right? Thinking being a bit of alternative. And then I'm going to go into the audience and, like, take people's shoes and throw them at other people and then say they did it. And I get a parrot and he's going to be my guest. Oh, it's going to be legendary. It'd be dominatrixes. It would be be fucking it'll be just all sex worker guests and monks it will just be all the guests will be either a monk or spiritual leader or a or a sexual icon it will be funny if you say all that though but then instantly the money gets to you and you compromise everything and then just you being like so are you gonna you're gonna give us a little show us a little about violin here you're gonna play <laughs> yeah i just get more now, you, you, now you've been singing choir for how many years <laughs> so i'm going in i'm bernie sanders i'm a revolutionary i'm like we're going to change the system i get in and it's just like yeah sitting down someone tries to speak and then i go I go, uh, what's over there? Oh, I didn't hear that. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, my cousin. Uh, wait, your cousin? No, my cousin. Uh, fiddle. It's funny. You call it fiddle. Some people call it violin. No interest. Does it, why do they call it that? <laughs> what you happened to Ushin Hanlon? Like drugs. The minute you get it, it's like, you know, it's a Stafford Wives kind of thing. <laughs> I get brought in. Poor, now, I feel, now I feel compassion for Tommy. I mean, uh, at, at Toberty. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he got brought in before, like he just got he got clockwork oranged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got dragged in. He got he got uh, drugged up. His eyes are just med forced watching uh, watching overshots of the west of Ireland. <laughs> you should see him before he got on the show. He was like he was you know at the gym lifting weights every day. He was a beast. He was huge. He was like a mountain. And then you know after the, after the process. He is this little spindly guy. Like, that's all that's left him. <laughs> Rorty changed him. For the worse. Not, let's make the most least threatening thing that has ever existed. What's, what's less threatening than a fucking baby spoon? You know what's actually funny? Ryan well? Tuberty. He talks about, like, uh, he loves Mad Men. Uh, and he sees himself as like a character in Mad Men, which is so funny. Yuck. How delusional. I know. Yet again, this is coming from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How fucking delusional they have to be. It's like James Corden said his favorite comedian was Stuart Lee. <laughs> Shut yeah, up, yeah. James Corden. <laughs> 
James Cornelow Stuart Lee ranked over the fucking Dixie's Don Draper and I think I am the Dalai Lama. <laughs> now, Derek, suck my tongue. <laughs> Folks. Okay, on that note, uh, it's been another episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And oh. yeah. I love you, we'll folks. Be, yeah, barring late, late, barring someone becoming the new compromised late, late show host, we will be back next week with more stuff. More high and dry. See you next week, folks. Uh.